This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. And I am your co-host, Dr. Varel Williams. I know you're hurting. I can see it in your eyes. So pull back the curtain and take off your disguise. Whoever told you you ain't worth the fire. Cross tells a story how to change your mind. Cause there's only love in the heart of God. No room for shame in his open arms. There's beauty from ashes. So calm as you are. There's only love in the heart of We at The Wow Show are here to spread words of wisdom and encouragement. Saying that, we know suicide is a very serious thing, and this is not taken lightly, and we want to extend our condolences to anyone who has lost someone to suicide. The reason for the two episodes of our Suicide Prevention Real Talk is to spread informative information and awareness in Jesus' name. Now, let's begin part two of our Suicide Prevention Real Talk. This is The Wow Show. I'm China Myers, and we have our co-host, Dr. Varel Williams, with us again. She's such an amazing person. How could I not have her on all the time? I mean, really. Today is part two of Suicide Prevention Real Talk. Now, we have a lot more informative information, and we felt like we should continue this conversation to give more information to people out there that might be in need, that are hurting, that are suffering, that are feeling sorrow and pain. We want to let them know that one, they're not alone, and two, there is help, and and there are certain things you have to look for, and you want to be aware of that, and you want to be very cognitive of what's going on with your body and your mind every day. Okay, and yes, of course, first and foremost, you ask God for that help. He will guide you in his holy name and he will make sure that you're okay. But you have got to take steps if things aren't right. You've got to change things up if things seem wrong. You got to go for help if things just seem out of control and beyond your knowledge. So that's okay. If you, if you need help, I'm here to tell you that's okay. Because I know myself, when I need help, I am not going to hesitate. I don't care who it is. I'm giving somebody a call. I'm doing what I have to do. Why? Because I love life. God doesn't want me to leave this world on my terms. He, we have to leave on his terms. And so when we leave on our terms... 
that that doesn't turn out so well. So we we want to let God take the wheel sometimes. And when we do that, we have a better end of our destination. So Dr. Virel, thank you so much for being here again. I love you. You're an amazing person. You just bring so much light to the world. And man, I am so glad to have you in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise, I feel the same way. And I know as a team, we are going to God's kingdom. And I'm super excited what God is doing and just touching the hearts of people. And so I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. We left off on one of the questions and and that one is feeling sad does that mean that you're crazy well you established it you said absolutely not okay so we want people to know that absolutely not you are not crazy if you're feeling sad am i correct dr Varel? that is yes you are that is correct people use words freely you know they say different things like you know, joking around, you're crazy, or someone is kind of sharing something that's kind of in, intimate, and they think it's really personal to them. And what we're looking for and asking people to do more of now is to be in the presence, to actively listen. You know, someone is saying something that doesn't quite sound right with you because it doesn't fit their character. Don't call them crazy. Don't say it's crazy. You know, be very careful about the words that you use because we freely use these words girl we'll talk later and talk about feeling sad when you say hey i'm feeling weird today or some things is going on we need to be in tune we need to actively lean in and be there in the presence as listening and no that doesn't mean that we're crazy because you're feeling sad or you you're trying to explain the way that you're feeling. Let's just be quiet for a minute. Let's just consider what that person is saying. And we don't do that enough. I agree. Amen to all what you said, because the world is so fast paced and there's so much to do in the course of the day. And there's not a lot of time and we're rushing all the time. So like you said, when somebody's saying something's wrong, you know, you listen and try to help them in the best way you can. I'm, I'm a very passionate person and I'm passionate about everything I believe in. And I believe that when you're a passionate person, you try to, you know, get all the answers out there and, and help this person with all your heart and your mind and your soul. Because, you know, they're telling you something that maybe you can help. And sometimes people don't want to listen and sometimes people do. But the people that don't want to listen, at least you gave them your advice and you told them what they could do and let them go from there. Because them sometimes getting that feeling out into mm -hmm. the world and out of their head, could, I think, could make them feel better even by doing that. that that's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, Sigmund Freud wrote many books about it. Talk therapy. People don't talk enough. It's like, you know, stuff will happen and be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't want to talk about it. What? You know, well, hey, guess what? I'm an open book. I will talk to you about it all. 
okay? Because I feel like, and this might sound crazy, if God knows it, it's not a secret. Yeah, mm. you don't want to let people know your makeup skills and all that. That That's a woman thing, you know, but I'm talking about when you're hurting, you know, when you're not doing so well. We got to talk. We got to get those feelings out. And they've done big studies on it. It works just by talking. I don't know about you, Dr. V, but sometimes if I say something like out loud, I might be thinking something then I say it out loud. I'll be like, hmm, that don't sound so serious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but in my head, it's like, oh, it's the end of the world, you know? Yeah. But when you get it out there, I think it, yeah. it kind of, I don't know, it makes it real. So then you're like, huh, that don't, that's not so serious, you know? Yeah. That yeah. I can get that peanut bag open, you know? <laughs> and it frustrated me. Yeah. And, you know, we learned that in school, speaking out loud, we had to speak out declarations when you're all in unity of talking. It's just, it's something about the power in that when you hear it out loud, you're, you're, you're breaking it out within you. So you're speaking it out into the atmosphere. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there, there's some power in that. Yeah, I believe and that. I think you should speak it out loud more. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's a good example. Here's my next question. What are some reasons why people might feel sad? Now, we might have went over this, but let's recap this, because I think this is pretty important for people to know. Yeah. There, there are reasons, and I say this all the time. There's always a reason for something. Mm -hmm. God tells mm -hmm. us that, too, that he has a purpose for us. So there's a reason for us, and there's a reason for who we are, what we're going through, what we're dealing with, where we are in our life. There's a reason for all that. Mm -hmm. Just like there was a reason for Jesus Christ to come here and try to teach us and mold us and give us words that we need to go on with our lives. That was all a reason. And then him ultimately dying on the cross for our sins. God knew we would sin. So he sent his son, the Lamb of God, to, to save us, you know, all for mm -hmm. a reason. So if you're feeling a certain type of way, there's a reason. It, it, mm -hmm. It's not because of nothing. So, yeah. What are some reasons you know people might feel sad? Yeah. So we can just start off with just a person feeling trapped, feeling like there there's no way out. I used to hear my grandmother say many times, "Where there's a will, there's a way." Oh yeah, I heard that. And I found I found that to be true, China. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. true. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yes. And, you know, I, I just thank God for where we are now that that God decided to have me to be in this part of the century. I don't think I could have been in the 20s and 30s and back, in the, back then. When you think about the tough times that the people had back then, our mm -hmm. forefathers, our mothers, all of them, you know, that there was always a way of escape. Yeah, there was always a way of escape. And so when we get to the point where we feel like we're being trapped or hopeless, then that's when we really need to reach out to someone. Because how is it working for you when you're just keeping it with them? Every day, every day, happy people, prosperous people, business entrepreneur, 
And, you know, it just does not discriminate when it comes to bad decisions. That's another way. Some of the reason why people would, would feel suicidal, they, they may have lost everything, gambling. I mean, can you just imagine losing everything, China? Mm. Like, in just a blink of an eye? Devastating. Yeah. And so the mind will trigger you to say there's no way out. Loss of a loved one. Uh, another thing, like people, you know, even doing my counseling, I found out in some of the deepest pain that with time, healing will come. Mm-hmm. But some of us, like we want quick microwave blessings. We want we want quick fixer up. And I've been there because pain hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, the dark places where you are, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It, it literally feels ho- hopeless but you got to think in terms like there where there's a will there's a way out there's a way of escape it could even be relationships breakups a lot of people go through that young and old go through breakup with relationships you know and it's many people can't handle it but as we move on we have to make a decision in our life every day with every decision comes a consequence And so we need to always think, think above our situation. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about think of above earthly things. Think of things that are pure, that are good. Mm -hmm. And when we we keep our mind focused on positive things, we're able to move forward. But when we drown in negativity or negative thoughts, the negative thoughts is what grips us. We, we, we have some tools for that today as well, but nothing is hopeless. Nothing, nothing in this world is hopeless where it gets you, you to a point where you think that you have to end your life. Where there is a way, there's a will, and there is a form of escape in every situation. Yeah, so I agree. I hope that part helped. I thought about how people that Moses brought out of Israel, I thought about that. They Mm -hmm. had to give everything up. They had to move and they went so many miles away from where they lived and probably were born. I I thought how that would have been for me. Devastating. You get uprooted, you're going and going and going and then people are after you. I mean, I just thought about that. That would be devastating for me. Mm-hmm. And I know the devastating times that I've had in my life, you do wonder, how can you go on? I was going to say, I think about Jesus Christ when you said that. Think about how he felt when he knew he had to be nailed to the cross. When he was in the Garden of Proximity, sitting there praying and, and anticipating the crucial death that he was going to have to go through to save to save everybody to save everybody and i mean wow yeah and you know he did it and with prayer and one of the things we want to keep stressing this is not a religious thing we are spirit being and i know for me and not just for me but all of us should have in our life a go-to person, someone who will tell us the truth, someone with wisdom, someone who can speak life back into us. Mm-hmm. 
because and then the spiritual person that would help us to get anchored because God, God is real and God will definitely take you out of a situation that your mind cannot imagine. Yeah. And we say that so much because I'm a testimony. So is China. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell you about so many, so many ways that God, if it hadn't been for him, even in our testimony and our darkest days, that God just took his hand, extended his hand and pulled us up what we thought was the pit. Yeah. Amen. And he's doing, he's steadily doing that. He keeps his contract. He has not failed us. We're the one that falls short, China. We're the one that break our contract with, with them. We make our vows. We said, make our declaration. I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. I'm going to live for the Lord. And then boom, here come a hard time. And then we, we break our vows. We, yeah. And it's hard. I don't care. It, I'm going to be honest. It's hard being a Christian. It's hard being a good person. You, you want to tell somebody screw mm -hmm. you i'm you know you just want to say it you know mm -hmm. and i don't know about you but i kind of stop myself and and i think okay maybe this person is having a bad day and then I'll, I'll regroup and be nice to them and continue to be nice no matter what but there was a day where i was like oh i'm not taking that i don't need that who who do they think they are mm -hmm. And I would retaliate with words. So I learned that I don't have to do that. And doing that didn't make me feel any better. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to say that, it, you know, retaliating with words didn't make me feel any better. Mm -hmm. But I learned that, okay, I'm having a stressful day. They're having a stressful day. Let me just bow out gracefully, say what I got to say nicely and move on. Because me retaliating and, and saying something rude back, it never got me anywhere. It sometimes it mm -hmm. hurt me, honestly. Yeah. So everything that we go through in this life is hard. I, I don't want to lighten anybody's experiences and trials and tribulations and mm -hmm. say, oh mine was the worst and yours not so bad. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we've got to step back regardless of how hard the trial and tribulation is, we gotta stop step back and see what's wrong. I told you about my friend who was hallucinating by eating stevia. Now here's something with my daughter. And I'm telling these stories because you might be hallucinating and, and there might be a simple reason why. You know, it's not chemical, it might not be chemical. I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but it might not be. So it's in the realm of possibility that it might be something simple that you could fix. Now, I was saying about my daughter, she was taking Allegra, and it's an allergy medicine for allergies, but I put her to bed, and she would say to me, somebody came in my room last night. I said, what? Yeah, somebody, somebody came in, in my room. It was a man, and she said, I'm, I'm afraid to, you know, look over in that corner. I'm like, what the heck? So I looked up side effects of Allegra. And one of them is hallucinations. Wow. I kid you not. So, of course, we stopped it immediately. Maybe somebody's taking that and, and they're hallucinating and, and they don't know why and they think that it's them. Okay. So, mm -hmm. what I'm saying is assess the situation as mothers, you know, as human beings. 
see what's going on. Why, you know, maybe you're hallucinating. Try to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, maybe go to your doctor. Maybe go see a psychiatrist, whatever the case is, psychologist, somebody who can help you. Okay. Here's another example. My son, oh man, he was out of control and running around and, and being nasty and staying up and just not listening, just giving us a hard time. Mm-hmm. So I took him to a nutritionist and I thought, let's, let's go from there and see what's up. So I could tell you the whole backstory, but I tried to figure it out. So mm-hmm. I took him to a nutritionist and she said, bring me what he's eating you know, for a two or three week period, and we'll make you an appointment, whatever is convenient for you to come back. So I did that. I monitored what I fed him breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two weeks. And I made an appointment. I went back. Well, come to find out, she said, here's your problem. I said, what's the problem? I'm thinking, wait a minute. She insulted my mother, my motherly, you know, (laughs) things that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No, no, she said, this is the problem. In the course of a day, he should not be getting four to five carbs. Okay. In the morning, he was getting cereal. And lunchtime, he was getting a sandwich, carbs. Supper, mm-hmm. he get two or three carbs. What? <laughs> she said, this is throwing his body out of whack, mentally and physically. It's too many carbs. He's eating these carbs and he's crashing. And he's feeling depressed and sad and all these emotions because he has just crashed off of these carbs that you're giving him. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Did you not? This is all the truth. So what I did was I cut down the carbs, you know, for breakfast. I gave him a yogurt and a piece of fruit, you know, for lunch. I gave him a salad and, you know, maybe an apple or something. And then for lunch, he would have some carbs, maybe one or two. So I cut those carbs out. I would tell you, because I monitored it and I watched, he was a different person a week later. Different person. Wow. So it was from wow. that, and I had to assess the situation, that those problems were happening. So my point again is, check out what's going on. It might yeah. not be chemical it might be you know from something you're you're giving your child or something that you're taking so assess the situation look into things because you know the doctor didn't tell me that allegra had you know side effects of hallucinations i looked it up looked up the side effects of it you know Mm -hmm. and those those are one of the side effects and they didn't they don't affect everyone but some people they do so Mm -hmm. apparently it affected her so mm-hmm. my daughter. So that was to say it might be something simple that might yeah. be causing a problem for you. Yeah. So knowledge is power, of course. Yeah. And it's a good thing to look at the side effects like before a doctor prescribe you medication. Because one of the things I always ask during my practice when I was when the doctor was prescribing medication, I would always say, Tell me the side effects first. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes a doctor can pres- prescribe a medication and you will endure most of the side effects more than you, the medication okay. benefits well, from the that. Yeah, so the doctor would have to change that. He have to keep on adjusting the medication until the one medication 
benefit what that illness is toward you. That's a huge thing with medication. I'm looking at it. The next question we're going to be yeah. talking about, yeah. can medication cause suicidal thoughts? And think about it. You know, sometimes you, the doctor can prescribe antidepressant medication. And again, you experience that side effect. And one part would be sadness. Right. Another part would be extreme exhaustion. And then again, that person may start benefiting. Uh, that's not a benefit, but they may start experiencing those side effects more so than the medication. Uh, then the doctor, again, is going to have to adjust it. Right. Because okay. that's what that's what medication it, it's a it's a trillion dollar industry. And mm -hmm. so doctors, they forever get, uh, pre prescribe, adjust until it, it does what it, it needs right. to do. Yeah. And then particularly psychotropic drugs. And mm -hmm. you cannot stop those drugs abruptly because mm -hmm. you would experience entirely, mostly all the side effects. Right. That's what they tell you. It would say on the bottle, do not stop abruptly. Now, so if someone is experiencing, you know, feeling sad or, you know, suicidal or, you know, wanting to hurt people, what should they do? It says contact your physician immediately. Doing would, nothing you, shouldn't be a yeah. solution, right? Yes, even your discharge papers or or or, or this 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 is something that they when they write in the the prescription, and it has to say somewhere on that bottle. I wish I had one in front of me, but it says if you are experiencing headaches, severe such as stop, seek your physician immediately. Stop, stop the medication because it is not supposed to do that. Wow. So the bottle will definitely tell you if you are experiencing this, that, and the other. And then contact your physician immediately. Hello, everyone. Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. Think about this now. I just finished saying... You are not to stop psychotropic drugs abruptly. And I meant that to say in a way there are some people that try and titrate or take themselves off their own medication and they okay. may stop. And that's okay. dangerous. Okay. You don't want to do that if you're on blood pressure medication. You don't want to do that if you if you just got discharged from the hospital and, and you're taking antidepressant because this is what they prescribe for you. But then you have on that bottle warning. It says contact your doctor immediately if you are experiencing this. Why would you keep taking the pill if each time you take it, you have a excruciating headache? or pain severe you, you you just can't do that so it says contact your physician immediately mm -hmm. yeah and he yep. and he or she they they stop it because you are experiencing that side effect right so you got to get help with that too so if you notice that like she said you know call the doctor for your child for yourself whatever the case might be so that you can get some solutions to that problem because you don't yeah. want to have these side effects and do nothing about them. Well, this sounds, you know, silly, but people might say, oh, okay, well, this might be along with it or wonder why this is happening. Mm -hmm. Well, 
call your doctor. He'll be able to tell you why this is happening. Okay. Absolutely. And maybe come up with another solution because you, you could say, Hey, this is doing this. I don't want that. And then the doctor will say, okay, well, let's try something else. I know they're, they're very eager to do that. I don't see where they would have a problem trying to, you know, get a solution and, and make you feel better. I, I don't think any doctor take an oath to do no harm. So I, I believe definitely, yeah. you know, they would want yeah. to um, come to a better solution for you, of course. So don't think yes. that you have to say nothing or just ignore it or, you know, yeah. Move forward and, and hope it's going to work out. Not a good solution. A so doctor's job is wellness, and your job is accountability. Yes, yes. And if you don't say anything, how's he going to know? How is he going to know? Right. What should someone do if they experience loss of a loved one and then they feel suicidal? What What could they do? If they're feeling that way because they've lost this person that is everything to them and they feel like they don't want to go on and they can't live in this life without that person. Me, myself, I'm not a doctor, but I would say, yeah, God gives us all the time. We have a we have a time stamped on us, I believe. Mm -hmm. And when our time is up, our time is up. And I remember this woman I knew, very, very beautiful person, her daughter was in this relationship that she wanted to get out of because the husband was abusive and cheated on her and all kinds of stuff. He just was a horrible person. So she wanted to get out of the relationship and she had kind of met somebody, but she didn't know how to end her relationship with this guy who was forceful and very influential in the town. Family has lots of money. So basically she didn't know how to do it. So one day she realized she's going to have to end this and she can't keep going on like this. And she went home and she told him, I'm sorry, but we're, we're going to have to get a divorce and this is over. And I know this isn't something you want, but something that we're going to have to do. She said, I'm not taking no for an answer and I will be moving out at the end of the week and blah, blah, blah. Well, he took a gun and he killed her and he killed himself. Okay. So the mother, of course, was devastated. And this woman who the husband killed her, oh, she was she was such a beautiful person. I never seen anybody. She was like an angel, this woman. She used to call me Reba, one of the Jackson Five. <laughs> yeah. She used to say, Reba. She said, come on in here, help me. You know, because I was a massage therapist. She was my patient. She said, come on, Reba, hurry up. And just a wonderful person. But anyway, her mom, when I was at the funeral, her mom came up to me and she said, China, she loved you so much. And I said, I loved her so much too. I said, but I'm going to tell you something. God told me to tell you this. She's an angel now. Don't, don't sweat for her. Do your morning, say goodbye and know that, that she's in a much better place. She's an angel now. Yeah. I know that that was so hard for her to deal with. Yeah. And eventually yeah. she came to the realization that it was God's will. You know? Yeah. And I think we do have to do that, right? Yeah. And you know, China, you and I, we can think of an incident of a very, very close person passing away. My mom, my grandmother. My mommy. Yeah. And then, and then the question is, how did I overcome it? How did I make it through? How does people make it through when when the close people 
pass away. And then some people think that that is the end of life and I need to go with them and, and this and that. But again, we have the free course to reach out, to reach out to someone in that dark time. And that's if we don't know many people, if they're not around you, China, they don't know that you're in a dark place, you're not talking, you're not telling them, then out of sight or no one know, what can a person do? What can a person do if we don't even know or see or see the symptoms? So in that way, it, it would be very hard for us to even know to reach out. But, you know, we have people that call us that, you know, they may start talking strange or talking about, hey, I'm going to give my stuff away. I'm doing yeah. this and doing that. That's strange, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and then that's the time for us to react to it. But I would hope as our listening audience are listening, I would hope when we get to a dark place that we would take the, the initiative to reach out. Definitely. To reach out to someone. And again, at the end of this show, we're going to give you some phone numbers and some texts and different things to, to contact when you're feeling down and out crisis line. Definitely, because there's always hope. There's, there, don't lose hope for tomorrow. Even though in the midst of really hard time in our lives, there's always somebody that needs you, that wants mm -hmm. to see your face the next day, continue their relationship with you. So if you go, you're going to lose out on that. They're going to lose out on that. And, and that's not what God wants for any of us. Amen. Can chronic pain cause suicidal thoughts? Feel someone? Because I know people who, oh, man, they had, you know, muscular problems. And, you know, maybe they were in a car accident and they had all this pain or fibromyalgia and they have constant pain. Could that make someone have suicidal thoughts? Okay. So check this out, China. We both gave birth, right? Oh, yeah. My first child, the, I have never in all my life experienced any kind of pain like that. Never. <laughs> and it was a pain that I wanted to quit. Mm -hmm. I wanted, I, I would do anything i was at that point i was out of my head mm -hmm. i wanted that pain to stop mm -hmm. but thank god that there were professionals around me mm -hmm. to help me to help ease that pain i by golly any type of pain you should not be at home with excruciating pain right no way no form whatsoever think of a toothache if you hit a nerve. Now, I don't know if anyone have ever experienced that. That's another pain that will make you, oh my God, it, it, it drives you out of your head. But again, this is where the discipline comes in. There's always medical treatments, doctors, regular checkup, all these things that prevent us to getting to that point of a chronic pain or a exclusionary pain. Now there may be someone who, who may have a, a bone disease or something and they may experience chronic pain or some other kind of disease that they may experience chronic pain. 
but make sure that your physician is prescribing you relief because no human being can sustain daily pain like that. Right. No, it, 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 it drives you out of your mind. So, so there are preventions before it gets to that because severe pain right. to, to me, and I can't speak for others, but I know it had me out of my character. It had me in a different life. You have a low, life. You have a low tolerance. Life. Yeah, some people have yes. a lower or higher tolerance. Now, I have a higher tolerance, but I still, you know, when I can't take no more, I can't take no more. I can't, you know, yeah. I'll, you know, get in a hot tub. I'm, I'm not into drugs, so I won't, you know, take a pain pill or anything like that. But I'll get in the tub and I'll just keep doing stuff, you know, hot compress, yeah. whatever, to get rid of that pain because I yeah. don't want to be dealing with it. So if somebody yeah. is, is has to deal with this pain and they're just, no, nothing's working and they're dealing with this pain. I've heard people say, you know, I can't take anymore. This is it for me. Well, don't say that because there might be something you can do. I used to work as a licensed massage therapist and I worked for a chiropractor and there were people who had, you know, all sorts of issues, fibromyalgia, car accident, debilitating arthritis, stuff like that. And there was always a solution, you know, after a week of them being there to be like, oh, I feel so much better. Get massages. It really helps if you're having fibromyalgia pain or, you know, arthritis pain. Massages are very, very helpful. They actually get rid of waste and they help your circulation. I recommend it to anybody. I even used to massage football students because they were, you know, high school students and they were experiencing pain because they're getting, you know, beat up and hit and all kinds of stuff. And, and I had a kids that were patients of mine. So even if you're four years old, you can get a massage. Even if you're 60 years old, you can get a massage. Yeah. So massages really, really help and they yeah. last a long time. And those are things that could help. And I don't mean to sound like, oh, you know, people are just out there ending their life for no reason. No. What I'm saying is get solutions. Okay. Yeah. This is yeah. the information. Maybe Google, I have fibromyalgia. What's the best way to keep my pain low without taking, you know, medication or other medication? Different things will come up like, you know, massage yeah. therapy, acupuncture. You'd be surprised yeah. at stuff that would come up and would yeah. give you, you know, a lot of relief. I don't know if it would give you all relief. I'm not you, but okay, yeah. let's say I got a massage and I felt 70% better. I would go for acupuncture. That's with needles. You go to acupuncturist and you maybe have 30% more relief. So doing something would be better than doing nothing is my point. Yeah. So and, I, and I think that. from that point, you are using remedies. You're using preventative remedies to maybe help with the pain. But one of the things from the clinical background, I think, I think my thought came as well from the medicine and the treatment for someone who may actually have a disease. Right. Because there, there is preventative medication available oh, yeah. where the doctor does prescribe that for you and it works. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to become addictive 
to pain medication, whatever. But like I said, if it's chronic, nobody wants to live with chronic pain. Nope. Say someone have a liver disease or been living with chronic pain that it's, it's so many things that can cause that where the medication is designed specifically for that disease. Yeah. Definitely. But as, yeah. as China has said, there are other additive remedies that can help improve and In different addition. things. But, but just say, let's just say no to ending your life. Let's just make it that clear. Just say no, because I don't think that no one should get to that point. But we do have people that do get to that point. And yeah. we're saying, just talk to yourself. Just tell yourself, no, I'm not trying to end my life. Right. Stay positive mm-hmm. and stop letting the negativity win you over. Yeah. So. And and sometimes that might consist of turning off your phone and regrouping, going into the Bible and weeding some stuff. Yeah. It, it might just too. take that for you to regroup yeah. and then you can have a better, clearer insight of mm-hmm. what you can do going forward. Here's one of our last questions. What are the signs to look for if someone seems suicidal? Now, I wrote down a few. Someone will talk about dying, feeling like a burden to others, feeling hopeless, researching suicide methods, making preparations for after death, isolation from friends and family, increased substance abuse, calling or visiting to say goodbye, giving away belongings, extreme mood changes, irritability, and anger, sudden improvement of mood symptoms. So when to see a doctor? Immediately, if you're feeling in crisis, and if you have no one to talk to, to call National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And the phone number is 800-273-8255. Okay, again, if you are feeling in crisis and you have no one to turn to and you have no one to talk to, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And that phone number is 800-273-8255. Call it right away. Okay, and just to add on to some of the other symptoms is it's actually going to the store, getting the means to take their life, like trying to find the right thing, the right gun, stocking up on pills or doing, you know, anticipating, preparing. Mm -hmm. That's one. And another one is changing of the normal routine, including their eating habits, their Mm -hmm. sleeping pattern. Okay, That's a huge one. And then another one is doing risky or self-destructive things such as using drugs or driving recklessly like they're ready to end their life. So all those are, are risky behaviors that you should look for. As for many, we are in the digital world and of texting and social media. So here's a number for suicide hotline in the entire USA. I don't know if we have any international people listening, but it is call or text 988. Again, call or text 988 to reach the suicide and crisis lifeline. 
This is available 24 hours, seven days a week. And there's also for those who are computer, who love to be on the computer, you can go to the Lifeline chat. If you're a person that's isolated, don't want to talk to anyone, you can have a chat at 988lifeline.org slash chat. Again, 988lifeline.org slash chat. And these are services that are free and they're confidential. So I, I hope that helps. Even for there's one more for veterans. You know, let's not forget about our veterans. Yeah. Um, these are people who are in the crisis. They can also call or text 988. And then for veterans, they can press one. Or if they want to chat or if they want to text. I hope you have a pencil. I'll say it so. I hope you have pencil and information as I'm telling you this. And the other one is text. 838255. Again, you can just text this 832255. This is in the English form, Spanish form. So I hope that helps. So let's recap. If you're feeling suicidal and you feel like you don't want to be here anymore, and let's say your friends don't treat you the way you think they should treat you or parents are putting you on punishment or you just, your job is, you know, taking advantage of you. Your husband doesn't respect you. Whatever the case may be, whatever the scenario is, okay, whoever you are, get help. Talk to someone, okay? Put down those pills don't get that rope, whatever you got to do, just do something different for a second. And that something different could be making a phone call to one of those hotlines we gave you or to a friend or family member or a loved one and just talk to them about what you're feeling. Okay, because one, they might have some words of encouragement that might change everything. Okay, because that person might be the reason why, and they might explain to you why they did what they did or why they said what they said, or call a doctor. Okay, if you got a doctor, call your doctor. If you don't have a doctor, call that hotline, whatever you have to do to be here tomorrow, because you are loved, you, you, you are blessed. And, and God made all that possible for you even before you were born. Even before anyone knew your name, God knew who you are. He knows who we all are. So he does not want you to have your own will. Let his will be done. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else to say, Dr. V? Yeah. Well, there may be someone that's listening right now that hears under the sound of our voice that may be thinking about or anticipating. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we just ask that you would intervene right now. God, that you would touch the heart of that man, that woman that is thinking about hurting themselves, that is thinking about cutting themselves, that is thinking about electrocuting themselves. Or whatever that thought is, Father, I command that thought right now to dissipate in the mighty name of Jesus. I and I replace it with your supernatural power. 
that you may strengthen that person right now, that they may take their fingers and begin to call someone in the mighty name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for dispatching your angels right now in the midst of that room that's encamping around that man, that woman. And God, I just thank you and we call it done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me. And you brought these bones alive. I want to say thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me unconditionally, God. You stood with open arms.